All right, guys, welcome to episode 11 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And with me this week, we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, We're going to bring to light a certain topic um, that I feel and that we feel that society really doesn't hit basis on, doesn't really talk about at all. So, you know, we classify it as abnormal when how is that fair to classify somebody as abnormal when we all have things about us that make us different and unique and absolutely beautiful. Um, but before I dive in any further, uh, like we do every week, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I love myself. Let me not confuse loving myself with being complacent with myself. Yes. I love who I am, but I also respect myself. I will continue to challenge myself. I will be honest about my negative, unhealthy habits and be committed to addressing them, whether it's now or in the future. I love myself enough to challenge, to change, I'm sorry, to change knowing I deserve better. I love me. Okay. So this week's topic, we're going to talk about hirsutism. I hope I didn't, I hope I didn't butcher that, but my, I have no, I, I had no idea what it was. Um, and I feel like many of us, you probably listening are questioning it too. Like, what is she talking about? So I'm just going to touch a little basis, but before that, I'm going to introduce Mackenzie Clark, thank you so much for being on the podcast and saying yes and reaching out and just being so positive. You know, you had sent me a message and when you had, you know, gave me a little bit of like a rundown of, you know, that you had her shoes. I'm going to butcher this the whole time, but um, it got me thinking like, what is this? And right away, before I even replied back, I Googled it and was like so fascinated about why don't we talk about this? Why is it something we don't bring to light? Why is we talk about stretch marks and cellulite, but not this? Because if it's affecting five to 10% of women, why is it not something talked about more? Um, but I'm so excited to have you on. I'm excited that you said yes and being a voice for not just yourself, but you know, your support group of women who, you know, want this time for you to use this as a platform for also for them. And I know you're going to share a little bit of their, um, you know, what they had told you. And, um, I'm just so thankful that you're raw and transparent and vulnerable enough to be on here. And, um, hopefully this will inform other people and just bring awareness. Um, but for those of you questioning what it is, It is, like I said, it's considered abnormal in society, but it is, so with it, it's three hormones that can cause her shootism in women. So it's either male hormones that come from our ovaries, our adrenal glands, and cortisol. It is unwanted pattern hair growth that due to increase of hormone called androgens, you can either have it extreme and idiopathic 
hertuzism, which is the normal levels of male hormones, or you can have the light version, which is basically not as aggressive. So some of its causes can affect underlying endocrine imbalance, hormonal imbalance, you can get it based off genetics. So a parent can pass it on to a child. So it can run in the family, some of the effects you can have deeper voice, acne, irregular periods, balding, a large clitoris obesity, but the most common is PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. So that's just a little rundown that you know, what I <clears throat> did, you know, went on and kind of researched, but I really want Mackenzie to bring to light and inform you guys because she is the expert. Um, she's been dealing with it from such a young age. So she is really just going to share her journey and just inform you guys and just be a testament and a light. And hopefully you guys will learn more about it and just be more aware. And, you know, maybe someone listening is affected by it and, you know, they've been too scared to even say anything. So Mackenzie, welcome to the self-love effect podcast. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So now's your time. Um, whatever you're, you want to start off with and hopefully, you know, we get to learn a lot during this podcast episode. Well, uh, I started noticing the abnormal hair, I guess it wasn't necessarily me. It was other people who told me family members. Um, I thought my body was normal. I've got black hair. It's all over my body. Uh, it's not apparently normal. Um, so at a young age, family members, people at school say things to me. Um, I think I was fifth or sixth grade when my mom started, you know, bleaching the lip hair. <laughs> started with, you know, little lip hair and uh, sideburns. So we did the bleaching cream. You know, that sucks it burns your skin a little bit you know almost like a razor burn from there um you know started getting regular waxings every month eyebrows was always um but definitely started getting the sideburns and lip wax um probably sixth grade seventh grade continued with that it i was about 14 when my mom took me to get laser hair removal um that I didn't know until I was 30 that um, laser hair removal will not work on somebody with this disease. If you have high testosterone, it's not gonna help you. Um, they do shave your face every time you show up and then you get the treatments, you get like a package, maybe six treatments comes for X amount of dollars. I don't even know my mom paid for it. Uh, on the last treatment, we noticed it wasn't working, so we got another package. It is very painful. Um, they take a laser and it flashes onto your face after they shave it. Uh, it takes out about half an inch block. Um, and then they move down your face in different portions and just kind of cover the face. It takes, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or so. So it's really not a long procedure, but it feels hot. And it feels like somebody is snapping a rubber band on your face every time it flashes on your skin. Uh, they give you a little cream to help with the heat. Your face is red for a few days. Then the hair grows back. It's like, gosh, I thought this was permanent. Isn't that what all the articles say? 
Yeah. It's permanent. It is not. It is not permanent. There's actually um, nothing that can cure this. Not there's not a cream. There's not a wax. There's not a laser. There's not electrolysis. There's not a magical pill. They literally have no cure for this. Um, it's unfortunate. We can land on the moon, but we can't cure hirsutism. Uh, and it's been around for a long time. So um, from there, I got more laser done. The clinic that I was going to got a new machine. I asked if it would hurt worse. Of course, that was the first question on my mouth. I was 15, about to turn 16. And it, it hurt worse. Um, it completely burned my face. And I wanted to stop halfway through but it uh, wouldn't be even, right? So we kept going. And by the time we got home, you know, I had like blister burns all over my face, just red, horrible skin. Luckily my mom um, works in the medical field and she got quick and my brother had some steroid cream for some rash or something he had and she put it on my face and it was healing. Um, the company kind of said it was normal. I don't think that's a normal thing to happen. So I never got it again. Uh, when I was 16, I got the official diagnosis from the endocrinologist. That is somebody is a doctor that your doctor sends you to when your blood work comes back bad for hormonal dysfunctions of some sort. So I got the, the note from him saying that that's what I had. He gave me Vanqua, which I was thinking, you know, I was young. I didn't know it was going to be a magical cream that made the hair growth go away. <laughs> It did not make the hair go away. It only, what he told me when I was wondering why it wasn't going away was it stops new hair growth, which I wish that I would have known that this disease actually spreads um, at the time that I had a mild condition at the time that it was going to get worse over the years. So I, otherwise it would have kept being on Vanicua. So anybody out there who's young or has this, your doctor prescribes you Vanicua, take it down, um, put it on your face every day. Uh, from there, you know, pregnancy is started spreading. People talk about nipple hair when you're pregnant. Yeah. Well, it doesn't go away. If you have this disease, it actually gets worse. Um, I have hair all over my face. I, um, used to just wax it in high school. I think I was 20 when I had to start shaving it twice a day. Cause you get that five o'clock shadow and you don't want to go to the gym with a beard. Um, you know, I get it between the boobs, on the belly, on the back, everywhere. And it just spreads. Like I have patches and weird places on my cheeks that it's grown. I don't, I, I don't know what causes it to spread. Just hormones go out of control, I guess. Uh, pregnancy. It just got worse and I thought maybe it would get better after pregnancy and it continued to spread. So, um, so there's that, um, that's kind of <laughs> been my journey since I was a kid until now I'm 31, still dealing with it. It just, it's so bad anymore. I feel that everybody notices and I can't conceal it. I, you know, 
it's so hard for me to sit here because I don't understand. And I'm looking at you and you are just so beautiful. Like you're such a light. And I see your Instagram and your smile and and your journey. And because I, I always say this, but I do look back on your guys's posts, every person that's on here and you know, you're here, you do rucking, you're a runner, you do CrossFit. How have you been able to do all these things? And not just that, but keep going because this isn't just something that, like you said, it doesn't disappear. It, we don't have a cure to it. Um, it, but it is affecting you mentally. It's mentally, um, I could just imagine like draining your, your, an adolescent. And we already have all these stressors in our lives trying to be beautiful. Like, am I the beautiful girl, you know, the cheerleader, the perfect, you know, what perfection, what society says perfection is. How have you gotten to this point where, you know, you went from being a young teenager dealing with it and still dealing with it, but how have you managed to keep a positive light? to keep going, to wake up every morning and say, you know, I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to do this for me. Well, you know, obviously I have heard people at the gym or on my cheerleading team at high school or the football team say something about it, right? Every family member, it doesn't matter who it is. I have heard it from coworkers to everybody. Everybody said something like, wow, holy plucking or, or you know, something of that. I've heard it so often that I brush it off. Yes, it hurts. And I might go in the bathroom and cry for two minutes, but I got to keep going because this is my body and, uh, and there's no cure. So I've got, just got to love myself, wear my high-waisted leggings. I see people like my CrossFit coach and she's wearing these little booty shorts and a little, you know, they're low rise and her little sports bra. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you couldn't even wear this. <laughs> I have to wear special sports bras to hide it. So, you know, I get a little jealous at times, but um, every morning I just, I have to go out the door and be in public. That's just it. And I got to have a good attitude because there's younger women who have this and they need a good role model. Well, you are. I mean, this is what you said, your second podcast. Um, is this your first time is talking about this topic or? Yes. First time talking about this topic on a podcast. So I think that in particular, you know, you might be helping to women who are older that have it and that have been trying to hide it or that have, you know, found alternative ways to hiding it and disguising it and trying their best to live a normal life, um, rather than, rather than accepting it and, you know, taking it as a finding the positive in it. Um, so you're absolutely a role model, just even coming on here and speaking about it because this is not something easy. And I feel like in, to, in today's society, and even that, if you go back to the 60s and the 50s, um, it was, if you pull it up, even on Google, it shows a picture of that, of a lady, like a bearded lady. And it's right. like, this is the problem is that we classify it as something that is different in the most worst way possible, whether rather than educating on the subject, 
And like you said, they might be adolescents that are suffering, these girls suffering and trying to fit in and figuring out, but they take, they detour and take the wrong route and in hating themselves and developing all this negativity towards themselves rather than accepting it and, and saying, you know, if they, cause right now, if they go Google it, then they're just going to feel like they're the weird person. They're just, they're always going to be an outcast you know, they, they were really, <clears throat> I was listening to this, um, podcast earlier this week and, um, of a woman that has it and she really likes to talk about it and bring it to light. But she was saying how she gets bullied and was bullied for, you know, being called, Oh, you're just a man. You're really a man. You were just born wrong and all these names. And, and we think, you think that person's going to grow up being okay, being this body positivity and feeling comfortable in her own skin. Um, and that's why, you know, you sitting here and talking about it and just being so open, um, that takes strength and, you know, not everyone can do that. So I just want to let you know, like you are in my book, you're a badass. You are strong. You are incredible. You are worthy. You are enough and you are so beautiful. Um, but you also have testimonies from other women, um, that have asked you to share. So whenever you're ready to share those, um, you know, go ahead. I really want us to really hit home with this because, like I said, I've never come across anyone, well, at least that I know uh, of, except for the individual. She was just a member at Costco when I worked there. And she, when I worked the door, she would come in and out. She was a regular. Um, and I know she had it. She didn't have to say anything. I had an idea of what it was. I just didn't know the name. I wasn't, you know, being in college, I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Um, but anyway, enough about that. I, you know, I want you to share, I want you to use this platform for, you know, those women that don't have, are not comfortable yet, you know, telling their stories. So, um, there is a support group for this on Facebook and there's like 2,500 of us in that group and all of our conditions are for different reasons and look different. There's this one girl, she has the best looking butt I've ever seen. It's so fit <laughs> and like huge, but she's got like fur, you know? And um, I think she looks hot. She looks good, but she's self-conscious about it. Just like I am about mine, you know? And so some of the things that they wanted me to share is, A, we are not men. So we have high testosterone, which creates this hair. It could be from Picos. It could be from cortisol like mine. It's an adrenal thing. They have really high cortisol. Could be adrenal. I think I said that, um, your pituitary gland. Sorry. So there's many reasons, but not a man. None of us are men. Um, you're still beautiful, even though you got to wake up and spend 20 to 30 minutes a day, waxing, plucking, bleaching. You know, some people have their own, uh, laser hair removal machine at their house. Um, you're still beautiful, even though you have to take that time to do that. Um, there's also girls in the group who don't do it at all. They straight up walk around with makeup on and a beard and society says that's not okay. I think it's just fine. 
Um, To the young girls out there, one day you're going to meet a boy. He's going to want to touch your body. And you're going to be afraid that they're going to find out. Um, Our, from a group stance, our advice to you is just to be calm. It's okay. I have never personally dated a man who's had a problem with it. I also don't think I've ever not brought it up to anybody I've dated. Um, They've kind of got, they have to know. I have to tell them because at one point they're going to discover it, right? Um, The men are actually kind of okay with it. They understand. Like Once you tell them if they care about you, they understand. So don't be afraid. Um, If you're young, do not shave ever. Don't shave. Makes it worse. We all know that. I know you're going to want to pick up that razor and shave your face or your arms or whatever it is. Don't. It grows in thicker. And my last piece of advice from the group is, you know, electrolysis, although it's not a complete permanent solution, it's the best one out there. It's the most expensive. It's really expensive to treat this, whether it be your daily wax, razors, plucking, bleaching, whatever it is you do there. A lot of girls do near, um, it is really expensive. And I would just like, I'm going to start my own savings to get electrolysis. I suggest anybody that's young, just start saving now, get the electrolysis done while you're young, you know, get it in control before it spreads. So when we were talking, you know, when our little chat, you had to mention And I want you to talk about this because I also think it's going to give you some more power. Um, One thing is writing about it, but vocalizing it and saying it out loud is different. But you had, so you do these rucks because you're awesome. I don't know how you do it. More power to you. Congrats on completing your 12 hour. That's, I can't even wrap my head around that right right now. That that's, you're awesome. and you're also a runner, but you had completed the ruck over this previous weekend, right? This past weekend. Yes. But you had, um, at that point you couldn't shave. So how was that? How, I want you to tell that story just because I feel like it's not just it's because it's current because you're, you're actually battling this on an everyday basis. Like people need to know, you know, this isn't, you know, I shave one day. And then it goes, I could go five, six days without shaving. This is, I have to shave every day. Yeah. And maybe twice a day. Um, so yeah, uh, was, it was like six hours before the rug happened. And then it hit me. I'm not going to be able to wax, shave, conceal this come one o'clock in the morning. It's going to be there. Sunrise is at 6.30 in the morning. What am I going to do? So I'm texting my mom. Mom's been there for every laser treatment, every endocrinologist appointment, all of it. Mom, what am I going to do? Everybody's going to see come sunrise. And I'm freaking out. And she was like, your friends will love you. They love you. They're not going to care. I'm like, no. But it's like the 15 dudes out there that I don't know that might say something. So the second I started seeing that it was getting lighter outside, which it was also getting colder and I could pass it off as, hey, it's cold. I completely zipped my face up, 
in my jacket. I mean, you could only pretty much see my eyes. <laughs> I did not want anybody to see what was going on under there because I could physically feel it with my fingertips. I remember getting into the car with my girlfriends driving back to Oregon from Seattle. And I was about to unzip and I just blurted it out. You're about to find out that I have hirsutism. I've got a beard and you're going to see it. And I'm really sorry. And this is, you know, I, but I just, this is my life and this is what I'm dealing with. And they both looked at me all confused. And I don't know if they were just being nice or genuinely did not see it, which sometimes happens, but they were like, we, we didn't even notice. We've never even noticed you have that going on, you know? So, um, those are the tough moments. If I ever went to jail, it wouldn't survive <laughs> just from fear and anxiety <laughs> for not being able to take care of this disease. Like yeah. they would have to put me in a separate room from everybody else. I can't not be able to hide it with makeup, waxing my hair. I'm wearing it up today because um, I work in manufacturing. I don't want my hair to get in the laminate, but I don't like it not being down. I like it to cover as much of my face as possible because I work really hard all day to, to hide this. So it, um, there are times when you can't hide it it's just part of life. But it seems like you've worked to be more positive. You have, there has to be some, you've worked on self-acceptance, obviously to lead you down this road of self-love you can't have self-love without self-acceptance. So you've accepted that you have um, hirsutism, because I don't want to butcher it. Um, so you're here. And you also had mentioned to me that you want to hit on um, the topic of, you know, weight fluctuation and because you've, you've been um, tiny and then, you know, you've, you've been overweight, but uh, along the lines, like, how have you used self-acceptance and self-love to get you to where you are today? That's a good question. Um, when it comes to the hirsutism, I just accept that this is part of my life. People with diabetes, it's part of their life and they can't control that. This is part of my life and I can't control it. When people have something to say about it, I just let them know, hey, I was literally born this way and there's nothing I can do about that. Right. When it comes to weight. So those are two different things. Like for some reason, I'm more emotional about the hirsutism because I, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing right. any doctor can do about it. The weight, however, I control that even though I have a hormone deficiency where it does make it a little bit more difficult for me to lose weight because I'm borderline hypothyroid. Um, in fact, all of my my uh, hormones fluctuate. My cortisol is out the roof, which is your stress hormone. It's not good to live with that, but um, I've just kind of accepted that that's life. So I've always been an athlete. I was a cheerleader from first grade to graduation and, um, you know, did all sorts of sports track, all that. Uh, I had a pretty fit body. And then in 2015, my sister died. And I allowed the therapist to put me on some anxiety and depression pills, gain some weight with that. Plus I was drinking and eating and just, you know, if I couldn't feel 
a boost of happiness in the world, like food would give it to me, even if it was momentarily, that really was there. So I gained 60 pounds in eight months. It was really hard. (laughs) Um, So I just kind of got my stuff together and was like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I want to run. I see those people running. I want to be one of those runner people. And so uh, I got myself off those meds, dropped 10 pounds instantly, you know, um, started working out, started eating healthy. I think I was doing the 21 day fix. I had a trainer um, and I just started actually loving the journey. I love that I was doing stuff that was hard and I was like overcoming it um, because something I learned is that life is harder than that workout. That workout is easy compared to that. So if I could control that one hour a day, you know, and then, um, so I started losing weight, but I got obsessed with it. It was an obsession. I can't go over 1200 calories a day. I can't not work out five, six days a week. I have to. So then I dropped, I started at like 155 pounds or 52 or something and went up to 202. Then I was down to 124, which is way too skinny for me. I was running marathons on 1200 calories a day, which is to me, it's nearly anorexic, especially if you're an endurance athlete. And then, um, started doing CrossFit. I met Carlene Matthews. She was my coach. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah. She touches a lot on, um, you know, loving your body and, and eating, (laughs) eat food. She introduced me to Instagram accounts like Lori Christine King, who touches base a lot on hormones and just being well-fed and and a good athlete. Right. And so I started getting all this body acceptance and it was really, really hard to put the weight back on. I mean, I hated getting on that scale. And one day Carlene was like, dude, just throw away the scale. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Eat the food, eat good, healthy food, eat the calories, do the work. And I promise you, you'll be fine. And I've been fine ever since then. And I've really learned to love my body through that. Like I'm fit. But when I sit, I have like a roll, right? It's my fit roll. I love my fit roll. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'll shake it around. I don't care. I love it. I'm fit. Like I can do a marathon at any time I want to. And I can ruck for 12 hours and I can do CrossFit. I can do all these things. But my body isn't perfect. Like I don't have six pack abs. I don't look like Annie Thor's daughter. (laughs) I would love to. Uh, But that's okay with me. So I've, I've learned to just be okay with my body in whatever state it is. If I gain 10 more fluffy pounds, if I start to get skinny from all the rucking and not eating enough, that's okay. As long as I just focus on what I'm doing personally, eat right, work out, drink enough water, love it, move on. I like that. I like that. You said that's the, you can control it. That, I mean, that's, if we, if most of us, cause I I'm only speaking for myself, but honestly, if most of us can see it that way, you can control that one thing. And it's really an, what is it like an hour out of your day. And that doesn't compare to what you might face in life. I mean, that's easy that that workout, regardless if it's like Fran or whatever. Yeah. It's hard at that moment, but you're still able to control it. Um, 
but that really just sets the tone for a positive mindset. Um, you, you know, whether you're talking yourself through it, but if you're able to control, then you can also control outside, you know, what the things that are going on in your life, you learn to adapt, you learn to have a more positive mindset, you and here you are, and you're really just a testimony to that. Um, just that shift that shift alone. And really, it plays a part too in your life and what you're going through, and seeing the positive of it, regardless of, you know, you have to deal it with it on a daily basis, but you're stronger for it. Um, and now you're really, you, you get to share it with the world. Like, this is what it is. We need to bring it to light. Um, and hopefully someone listening, like I said, gets to hear this and is like ready to come out or ready to seek help or just, you know, ready to grow comfortable in their own body, um, in their own skin, really. Um, so my next question to you is how you have one child, one, yes. One, one boy, right? Yep. How do you talk to him about what you're dealing with, but molded into, you know, that making it aware that he's, regardless of what he may go through in life or face, that he is enough, um, he's worthy. Like, how, how do you implement that? Do I mean, I know some people do affirmations with their kids or, you know, sit down and positive talks, but how do you, because obviously you're, you know, I don't know if he's ever seen you um, shaving, but how do you like teach him and teach him yeah. that it's okay and teach him that it's normal? No, that's an excellent question because he has seen me. <laughs> Our bathroom, I learned after we moved into this apartment, the door doesn't actually lock. Um, you can kind of like just jiggle and push it open. So yeah, he caught me um, waxing my face and there's the food. <laughs> he got me waxing my face and, you know, was kind of like made a joke about it. My kids are those people who likes to joke and like kind of make fun of you, you know, which is odd because I'm not like that, but made a joke about it. And I was like, okay, well, when I'm done with this, I'm going to come talk to you. You know, I was kind of ticked. And by the time I got to him, I settled down and it was like, hey, Emery, mommy's got this thing. It's not really what every woman has, but there's a lot of women who go have it. And my hair is just a little bit thicker and it grows in a little bit more noticeably than everybody else. So, you know, I get rid of it. Doesn't make me any different. And I don't tell him not to talk to people about it because I don't want to teach him to be somebody who hides things from people, even though I spend my whole life trying to hide this. Um, but yeah, I just kind of tell them that, you know, this is something that I deal with. It makes me a little different, but it doesn't make me less lovable. Right. Yeah, our kids are, well, kids are honest. <laughs> they say what they really, it's just they're innocent. So they can't say anything that comes to mind. Um, my daughter thinks that he's probably going to yell at me for saying this out loud, but he was sitting on the sofa and he, you know, he had his belly out and she goes, Oh, daddy, you're going to have a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, no, 
no, no, honey. And he's like, yep, time for me to go work out. But, you know, it's kids say the darnest things, but really um, it's good for us as parents to regardless if you had it or not, just to bring it to light and, you know, letting them know they're every everybody has something about them that they either wish they didn't have or might be battling something that they can't like run from. Right. And this is one of those things where you you can't just take it away. But to bring that to light to your child, because that's going to ultimately make them a better human being um, rather than being the bully in school and making fun of kids for being different. So, I mean, just I think you give your son more of like power or advantage, however you want to word that, in becoming a better human being. And we need a lot of better humans in this life. Um, But with body positivity, what advice would you give somebody um, or self-love? Like what kind of tips? I know you touch bases on what you've done, your acceptance, but what tips have you implemented in your own routine? I know some people journal, but what has helped you get to the point you're at other than just the self-acceptance? You know, you just, you don't get, you have to love your body. This is your car. (laughs) You take everywhere, (laughs) right? Everybody sees you and like, I don't want to teach my son or the girls in my rock club that I lead to hate your body. I mean, I used to think I was working out because I hated my body. Really, I was working out because I loved my body. I was so proud of what it does. Um. I really just don't think you should shame yourself, but something, uh, you know, one night I was like dancing in front of, in my house and I could see myself in my window and my reflection and I saw rolls. Whoa. You know, I was in that phase of gaining weight and I remember just grabbing them and like jiggling them around. And I was like saying out loud, I love my fit rolls. You know, I love my rolls. I just had to say it like 10 times and I was like, okay, that's okay. It's yeah. okay to have roles, right? It's all right. Love them anyways. Like you shouldn't hate your body. You should love your body. But yeah, posit- body positivity. You really just have to wake up every morning. Like I used to hate, I oh, not used to hate, hate it less now. <laughs> Walking in front of the mirror to get in the shower naked for me is horrid, especially when I can't when I have to go, like you have to go so many days before you can wax again, because hair has to grow back, but it gets prickly in between, you know, like, I don't like looking at that in the mirror, but dude, that's me. (laughs) Like I can't, there's nothing I can do about that. And I, at times I wish there was, but there's probably worse things in life than being a little hairy. So got to love myself through it. Now, if we all could just have that mindset and dance in front of the window and the mirror and see our reflection. Um, but yeah, it takes every day. Like, honestly, I was telling my sister this today that, you know, she's like, well, how do you like, what's your most vulnerable right now? Like, we, you know, we talked about where can we be better because just because you've found self-acceptance, there's always something th- to work on because your body might change down the road. And then you got to go accept this change. Um, 
And I hate being upside down. Well, I just hate the stronger, but I do despise it because and I was trying to explain it to her because she's like, I don't get what you're saying. And it was like, people think I don't like being upside down because I don't feel comfortable with my shoulders or I don't have confidence in my arms and my strength. I was like, it's not that it's that my, all my loose skin. I was like, it just goes to my head. Like I, like I don't, but in the photos you could see it and you could see the stretch marks. And I was like, that makes me uncomfortable because when I'm standing straight, you know, my abdominals like are relaxed and they're not like, it's just different. And I was like, they just float. Okay. It's like gravity. I don't know. And she's like, look at me like I'm crazy, but it's good to notice these things and it's good to work on them. So we accept them. So I'm like, okay, this week I was like, you know what? I need to get upside down more. I need to get comfortable. Um, and with, you know, street parking gymnastics, it's helped me. I'm in my garage freaking alone. Like who the hell cares? But it's like, if I can't even do it for myself, who's going to do it for me. And I think these things like no one's going to show up for you. You have to show up for yourself. You have to clap for yourself. This isn't, you know, um, t-ball or soccer where everyone gets a trophy at the end and everybody claps for your name this isn't youth sports like you're we're adults and you have to clap for yourself you have to show up you have to love yourself you have to love your body you have to make a commitment every morning and say hey i love myself for me um i might look different my body might look different but that does not mean i'm less worthy i i I know my worth. I know I'm enough, regardless of what society has implemented in most of us. But because of you showing up strong and confident, it really it lights up and people around you are kind of like, OK, what's what is he taking? What is she taking? I want to be like them. Like what? How did they get to this level? Um, and, you know, you're at this level um, and I see and I see your posts and I really liked let me see. I it was earlier this month where you said stop shaming people for saying no to alcohol, no to staying up late and no to cake and ice cream or shaming people for saying no, I can't get out this weekend or no to going out for the next several months because I'm training, I'm fueling my body for an event or because that individual wants to better themselves and be healthy. Start supporting your friends healthy habits instead of trying to talk them out of it. There's nothing wrong with saying no to those things because you're training. Do you, boo, stay on track with your goals even when others don't understand it. And really, that's in general, that's life. <clears throat> if we could just stop shaming people in general for whether they like this or they're doing this in their life or these are their goals and this is what they're striving for. If we could just stop putting people down and people starting to realize, hey, I'm just going to show up for me. I'm going to do this for me. Then they're really just going to the world would be just a better place in general. But really, we would all hit our goals. We would all be a light. We would all play a positive role in each other's lives. Um, but I, I love that you're here. I love that you shared. I love that you're so transparent in knowing that you cannot change what you were given, but you could take the positive out of it and you can help other people and you can help the younger girls because right now, especially these younger generations, and, and I've said this on every podcast, all the crap that 
and expectations they have to meet that are changing every single day with all these filters, like for them to know that they're not alone and there's adult women also facing this, that there is ways to cope in regards to like group support or reaching out, like not to be scared to say it or, you know, to be okay and not to shave. And, you know, you could do this, but don't do certain things because it might make it worse. Um, and you're here and it's, and it, and it's like, you're a role model. And I want you to know that you are a freaking role model. And I see your page and you're just like an overall, like I said, a few times right? you're just a badass, but, um, is there anything else you want to share? Like, uh, if yeah. you want to share it, whatever, whatever else you feel like touching base on. So first stop, when I discovered your page, I was following the hashtag street parking because that was when I was doing that. And I love that you were so open about it, right? That's, that was awesome. I was like, yep, follow <laughs> right away. <laughs> Click that button, right? I'm like, she's awesome. She's positive. Like I actually used to have a different Instagram that was just like about me in general and my life. And I deleted it and created um, just an Instagram for fitness. And, you know, sometimes I share about my son, but I wanted to follow other people who are on the same journey as me, right? And you were one of those people. And I'm like, wow, she's just so fearless. Like she's fearless. She doesn't care. Like you grab your, you know, loose skin and like <laughs> show it off. And I'm like, wow, she really loves herself. You know, I wish I could like just absorb that energy. And I think I do, even though you're a little south of me and I'm seeing you through the internet, like I totally do. Right. I absorb that. I'm like, yes, love yourself, love yourself, no matter what, whether it's stretch marks or hairy skin, like yeah. love yourself. Um, a message to the girls that have this or who maybe have been dealing with it and you never went to a doctor for it because it's embarrassing. That happens a lot. Um, just go see a doctor. Like there might be a bigger issue at play. Your like for me, my cortisol's out the roof for somebody else. It could be, they've got polycystic ovary syndrome. You know, you don't want one of those sister rupture or it could be the pituitary. I've got a cousin. This is like a family thing. You know, I've got a lot of family members who have bad hormones. She had to have a pituitary tumor removed and she deals with this too. And she's gorgeous. Like Instagram models status. She's gorgeous. You wouldn't even know. Um, so it, it's way more common, like five to 10% women have this just don't be afraid to talk about it. Or maybe just fought, find us on Facebook. There's a group for literally everything on Facebook. Um, it's all really positive women and any question you have, like does laser work? How expensive is electrolysis? Does it hurt? Should I wax? Should I shave? Is there a better razor than the one I'm using? What's a good setup? Tweezers, like any question that you have, or like, is this normal for me to grow hair? You know, like my bikini line, the hair it goes longer than that and almost goes into my leg hair. Like that's common, you know. Um, but my message is to just reach out to somebody. I mean, once I found that group on Facebook this past year, it was like, oh my goodness, I'm one of a million way more than a million, probably one of a billion women out there who have this, you know, and, um, it is really nice to be surrounded by women who are so positive about it. Like, you know, some of them just let it go. They don't, they quit treating it. They were sick of it. 
And I kind of wish that I could be one of those people one day, you know, just, hey, this is me. <laughs> like, this is what I deal with. So my biggest advice would just be to be a little bit more open about it, whether it be with your mom or your sisters or your best friends or a Facebook group or your doctor, but most importantly, your doctor. And yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, every day you look at yourself in the mirror and when you have this, like a lot of the women post in the group and it just, oh, it breaks my heart. I wish that I could just accept this that this is me, you know, or I'm always going to be single because I can't let any dude touch me or see me naked or just like even put his hand on my belly. Like, whoa, you know, that's anxiety right there. Right. And I read those posts and I'm like, Hey girl, it's me. Just tell the dude, like, this is what I have. And if he doesn't, isn't okay with that, tell him to kick rocks, love yourself. Like I wake up every morning and yeah, I have to shave, pluck, wax, nair, whatever, pluck, a lot like I keep tweezers in my purse at all times I still love me I still think I'm cute like I'm lovable I've got a family who loves me you know like my kid loves me one day I'll be married who cares you know it's just it's no different than having something else there's all you know we all have a medical issue of some sort so just love yourself listen to her (laughs) listen listen Um, you know, and I want to thank you for reaching out. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary and it's humbling and it's, it really just like blows my mind when I get these messages and yours in particular, that really stood out to me. Cause one, first of all, I never check Facebook. It is really convenient that my Instagram is linked to my Facebook. So I'm not tech savvy. So Instagram is really easy for me. I post, I'm done. I can time it out since it's a business account. So I'm like, okay, this is easy. Um, and chasing around two toddlers, but, um, thank you for reaching out for your kind words, um, for being transparent, for sharing with me that you have her she's tism. I'm going to get that right one of these days, but I wish I could say it the way you do, but no, really, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I just felt this. I need to have her on. Um, and it was funny. Cause you're like, what? Like, what are you even like talking about? I think I didn't even say the podcast. I was, I was like, I need to have you on. And really, I'm glad we were able to do this. I'm, you know, thank you for, you know, having the strength really to come on and bring to light because we need to know as a society and as women um, and men too, that women are going through this and it is something that is making them, you know, it makes them feel different. It makes them feel like maybe they're not worthy or they're not enough or they're imperfect that they'll never, you know, get married or have a boyfriend and all these other things that play, you know, a factor into it all, but, you know, just for being a voice to the voiceless, um, and for sharing testimonies of the other women and what they, you know, you know, the big things that they felt like they needed to share. Um, and I, I, I hope my hope is that we start to really look into this and hopefully one day the Google searches won't have that photo the same with, it just seems to dot, it just like mind blowing to me that you can Google 
anything that has to do with abnormal and right away people, you know, the first thing that come up is all the negativity versus the positive, like just accept it and love yourself. And here are support groups. Here are things that you, you can do to help you accept and love who you are. Um, but so thank you. Thank you for just opening up and sending that message. And it does make a difference to me. It, it, it really is impactful. It, do, it keeps me going, but more than anything, I hope that you carry this light with you forever. Um, and I know here soon you'll be rocking a bikini and showing women that they're enough and they're worthy and they're just as beautiful because they're no different. Really, we aren't. We're all humans. We, you know, so if we could just all accept each other for who we are. Um, but is there, I normally end with a quote and I know I'm putting you on the spot, but is there any quote in particular that you carry through life that has helped you? or that is just really just your favorite. There really has, doesn't have to be a significance to it. For anybody who's seen the movie, I think it's the help. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. And I say that to my kid all the time. That's awesome. That's, (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's for, I'm so keeping this in the episode. I love kids. They make life. Oh my God. How old is he? He is eight. Oh, oh yeah, that's perfect uh, age too. Uh, no filter. No, <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. So, is there anything else you want to say? Like, I just, I'm just so thankful that you were able to come on. I know you're busy and you're a mom and you work, but I'm glad we were able to schedule it in. But is there anything else? One last thing you want to say to everybody or share? Yeah, I mean, we're all on this, lo- you know, self love journey, right? You just have to love every piece of the journey. There are ups and there are downs. And sometimes it's like up and down and up and down. Like one day you're feeling good. And then the next day you're bloated and you hate yourself, right? Just love it. Just love like being hairy or not, or being bigger or not, or being too thin or not. And, you know, loose skin, stretch marks, whatever it is that, is your personal struggle that you have a hard time accepting just love yourself through that time you know you always just got to find that self-love and for anyone that's on here listening how can they find you on social media what are your what's your social media names on your platforms my instagram is hikeruckfit and i also have uh, the Portlandia Ruck Club. I'm a leader of an all-female ruck club here in Oregon. Um, so you can find me on both of those accounts. Awesome. You guys go give her a follow. Um, get, show her your love and support. Because um, really, you don't know what somebody's battling until you actually stop and really conversate and get to know a person, especially online. There's billions of people Um, and like I said, I would have never, never, never guessed if you would have never told me, but I feel like it was just kind of fate and intertwine it. And who would have known you followed me because of street parking. So it's like, you know, um, it was just meant, and I'm so glad we were able to do this, like I said, and, and hopefully bring light, um, to the topic. But, um, before we end, let me drop you guys with some discount codes and thank you again 
for those of you listening um, and supporting the self-love effect podcast, we are almost at 2000 downloads. So I'm very thankful for each and every one of you for your constant love and support. I cannot wait um, to continue this month of just women empowerment and sharing women's stories and their testimonies and what they're going through and when they have gone through. Um, we will be ending the month, which I'm really excited for because I finally talked to her today, but with a BJJ coach. Um, she is the head coach for women empowerment at Gracie Apple Valley. And just to have somebody on here to just really showcase women empowerment, um, which really Mackenzie, that's what you are. You're you just embody women empowerment. Um, so you guys discount codes. If you, Oh, if you have any questions or, or just uh, topics that you want us to hit on, or even if you feel like you have a testimony and, you know, never hesitate to reach me. You can email me at Desiree at selfloweeffect.com. Um, you can also follow me on Lincoln's underscore treasures. Um, or we have our self love effect podcast uh, podcast. Duh, this is what we're on. We have our self love effect shop. Um, but discount codes, you guys save your hands, stop tearing, save with wadding done, head on over, get yourself some grips, um, and just do butterflies or pull-ups, whatever you want to do without having to blister all the time. I haven't torn in months. Save at checkout using treasures 10. And then head on over their spring collection will be dropping soon born primitive they are military owned um, operated they are just genuine individuals who are constantly supporting the community's big humanitarians save out check out using fit mama 10 and then if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar head on over to goalie and get yourself some gummies using at lincoln's underscore treasures. And then last but not least, give a big shout out and love and support to the brute force community. You can follow them at you are brute force and get yourself a sandbag, switch up your workouts or Hey, even on here, Mackenzie head on over to Ruck. What is it? You go Ruck or go, go Ruck. Go Ruck.com. Yeah. And get yourself a but it's a ruck, right? It's a backpack it's, and you fill it up with whatever you want. You put weight in it. There's a weight plate and you can do CrossFit with it. It has a handle on each side. All right. So you, you heard it. So switch it on up. You know, it's nice. It's good to like incorporate different movements and it's probably, um, going to be challenging and same with the sandbag. Um, it just brings a different, it brings diversity to your fitness. Really, um, change it on up guys. Thank you guys again for your constant love and support. I hope at the end of the day that this podcast was inspiring, but also educating. Um, and hopefully you all learned something new today. Um, and hopefully we just come together and love one another for who we are. So thank you guys again. Thank you for Mackenzie for being on the podcast and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Love you guys.